Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you are eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So we're continuing our thought from our previous episode on the pursuit of God's Word. We're looking at this second building block and building a solid faith foundation. Uh, We talk about the Bible, we talk about the Word of God, but it is absolutely essential to the Christian life, which is why we talk about it a lot. And so we're going to talk about the purpose of it, and then on our next episode, we'll talk about the practical use of it and try to be very practical in, in establishing a plan that you and I can use and use daily, use weekly to ensure we're correctly using using God's Word for all that it has for our life. Uh, But as we think about the purpose of God's Word, we looked at 2 Timothy. I'll read this just briefly. It says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto good works, all good works. So we talked about that it reveals God's character. It reveals God's plan. This allows you and I to uh, enter into a relationship with God. It's absolutely vital that you and I can even uh, know who God is. But as we know who he is, it's vital so that we can have that relationship with him. But not only does it uh, reveal, it also teaches. We see here it teaches doctrine and it teaches instruction in righteousness. Now that word doctrine, sometimes some people understand it. Some people are like, what are you talking about? Some people start to yawn. Oh, doctrine. You get into that academic stuff, that stuff that's on in books and on bookshelves, and you just have to kind of dust it off. But doctrine is simply here in our passage, the act of teaching. It's It's the function of the Bible to teach. This tells us that the Bible can be what? It can be studied and used as a textbook for life. It's not just you can read it one time and you're good, throw it away. The Bible can be systematically studied, uh, that you can go in and find guidance for life. You can find truths for the reality of all that you and I see for understanding, for wisdom, and so forth. Maybe you've heard the term systematic theology before, and you're like, what is that? That sounds like something some theologian would use up up in a college somewhere. But systematic theology is simply taking the teachings or the doctrine of Scripture and arranging them in a systematic way in order to study and teach them. So you can think about different doctrines. What would some of them be? The doctrine of uh, salvation is by faith alone. That is a doctrine. Well, there's many different verses that teach that. We can put all those together so that we can teach that teaching. We understand uh, the doctrine of heaven is another teaching. The doctrine of hell is another teaching. We can bring those verses together, uh, those passages together to give a clear, cohesive uh, picture of what Scripture says about each of those topics. And there's multiple other doctrines, the doctrine of God, the doctrine of the Bible, and so forth. We can go into a lot of those, but the, the bottom line is the Bible teaches And you and I can use the Bible as a textbook for life. And we're going to talk about how to do that more practically in the next episode. Then secondly, here is what it teaches. The instruction in righteousness is what our passage says. There is a right way to live and there is a wrong way to live. Uh, The Bible establishes this objective morals. It says some things are right regardless of how you feel, and some things are wrong regardless of how you feel. I understand our culture would love for us to think that morality is subjective. Uh, Whatever you think is right to do is right for you. Whatever I think is right to do is right for me or evil or whichever way you want to look at it. But I, I can tell you this, that is incorrect. 
The Bible establishes, because it is truth, clear objective morals, which allows you and I to do something. It allows you and I to discern right from wrong. It allows you and I to discern good from evil. If we had the time to look at our the context of this passage here, I'll read just a couple of verses, but in your own time you can go and read 2 Timothy chapter 3. He begins like this, this also this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And he goes in and gives this list. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. He goes down in verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. He talks about people specifically here that kind of turned away. Verse 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Then he goes on, he says, So do these also resist the truth, men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men. He goes in and says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. What is he describing? It's not a place I want to live. Do you want to go on vacation here? Absolutely not, right? But this is our culture that we live in. This is the context we find our passage about the Bible and about the pursuit of God's word and how vital it is for our lives. Because what Paul is writing to Timothy, he's saying, look, this is where you're at. This is what you're living in. And it's going to continue. Evil men and seducers are going to continue to get worse and worse, and they're going to deceive more and more people. But, verse 14, where we started, but you do this, Timothy, but you do this, believer, that is listening right now. You continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. Where? In the Holy Scriptures. Those Holy Scriptures are able to make you wise unto salvation. You can know you have eternal life. You can know where you're going uh, when you die. You can know all about life. And he says, in contrast to the culture, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable. It's, it's, it, you gain this from it. Doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. And so this is, this is what will help us live in the face of a godless culture and society. And can I say this? It's absolutely vital to our faith. Because the stuff on the outside does not stop. Day in, day out, it's what we're faced with. And the Word of God gives us the discernment, the strength, the encouragement to press on. And then uh, next here, it also convicts. This was uh, through reproof, through correction. You think about Hebrews 4.12, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And it talks about the the morrow, the, the deepest part of us, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. When it talks about reproof here, it kind of carries the idea of conviction. You hear that maybe a lot in Christian talk. You know, I felt convicted. That preacher preached, man, I was convicted because of that. Well, a person, when you think about being convicted, maybe in our judicial system, they're convicted when they're found guilty in a court of law of the charges that are made against them. That you would say that's a convicted felon. That is a convicted person there of this charge. But reproof carries it a little further. You see, conviction just says, hey, you're guilty of the charge. But reproof, the idea here, carries it a little further than just the charge to revealing the whole truth of the matter and its consequences. What do you mean? Well, when we reprove through Scripture, it tells you what you've done wrong, but it also tells you what is right and what the consequences of your actions are. So the Word of God says is, this is the right way to live, 
This is the wrong way to live. If you live the right way, this will happen. If you live the wrong way, this will happen. It spells it completely out. And that's what reproof does in our life. And that's what the Word of God does. We need to be reproved. And then secondly here, it convicts uh, with reproof, but with also correction. That word there, correction, means to make straight, to set right again. You see, we're all crooked and bent because of sin. But God uses his word to fix us, to mold us, to make us straight. You see, the Bible calls out sin, not only to convict, but also to prevent sin in our lives and to guide us in the right way. You see, it's the Bible that challenges us like nothing else. It challenges our lives. It challenges our thinking. It challenges our motives. I mean, the Bible cuts deep. You think about that, uh, sh- that double-edged sword. The Word of God is quick. That means it's alive. It's not just words on a paper. You see, Jesus is the Word, the Logos. I mean, he, he is literally the Word. And so as you and I read the Word of God, it's not just words. It's not just ink on paper. There's a living truth to it. And the Word of God is quick and powerful and, what, sharper than any two-edged sword. Think about a two-edged sword. You you can't touch it without getting cut, right? And it's going to cut sharp both ways, both sides. And that's what the Word of God does. The Word of God is able to do or get in deeper inside of your heart and soul and mind than anybody or anything else can. Your closest relative, your closest family member, your closest friend, your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend that just know you through and through cannot penetrate as deep into inside of your mind, inside of your heart, your motives than the Word of God. You see, it's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. You see, it's the Word of God that helps you and I to know how to live and know why we live and know what to do as we live. And so here, lastly, the Word of God prepares. The promise here from the pursuit of God's Word is in verse 17. It's beautiful. It says, look, in the face of the culture that you live in, where evil men and seducers wax worse and worse, continue in the Word of God consistently. Stay in it. This is what it does. It it convicts. It reproves that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Think about that. Perfect here means complete, completely qualified. It's not talking about sinless perfection, but it's talking about this idea of being fit or in shape. You can think about an athlete who trains and they make themselves in shape in order to go out and to do the thing that they're required to do, that they're fit for the task. And that's what the Word of God does. It fits us or makes us in shape to go out into the world, to face the culture, to face the people, to face Satan, to face the challenges. That's what the Word of God does for you and I. Neglect it and you'll be like that runner who is not in shape, who cannot make it to the finish line. You will be like the football player who is not in shape, who would just get plowed over because they're not in shape. But for you and I, the Word of God makes us perfect, fit, or in shape. Then it says also, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. That means you're equipped for the proper use. You're competent and capable for the task at hand. So the Bible equips you with everything you need for all you will encounter in life. And so if the Bible does all this for us, right, then we need to know how to use the Word of God properly, correctly, and consistently. And we're going to talk about that on the next episode episode, the practical use of God's word. So join with us for that conversation. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.